pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. Welcome back, the ladies and gentlemen, to the First Pick Podcast. It was brought up to me today. Vince was saying, he's like, we got to start telling people. What's the First Pick Podcast about? What are we talking about? So the first person, if you're a new listener here at the First Pick Podcast, we cover the NFL, NBA, tennis, NHL, anything sports, anything relevant, anything greatness. If, if there's something going on great in sports, we're going to talk about it here. We'll find it, find one way or another to serve it to you. But we also like to put a, a spin on it. We also like to talk about fatherhood. I'm about to be a father. Vince has a one-year-old son. We're both husbands. We both want to be good at it. We both have a ton of things on our plate. We're trying to balance while we're still also trying to do this. So uh, that's, that's what you're going to get here. So uh, if you're not totally into sports, come visit us. Come to our bullpen. Go back to our other episodes and, and listen to some of the things we talk about outside of sports. That That's what that spot is for. But if you're with us and if you're a sports junkie like we are, just hang on for the ride and please enjoy moving forward. With that being said, today is Wednesday, September 18th. And this is our fantasy frenzy episode all things fantasy football we're going to help you out with injuries updates roster moves and uh we're just going to shove our opinions down your throat also that's it that's it (laughs) we're going to get into uh first we're going to discuss our teams and what we got going on kevin and i play in multiple leagues and uh obviously the best way to give you guys advice is to funnel it through what we got going on. How right. do you feel about that, Kev? I, I'm all right with that. All right, and we're going to follow it through our look of our, our leagues. We both have multiple person leagues. I have leagues all the way from eight teams all the way up to 16. And actually, I had a really good week. I went four and one. And I only reason why I didn't go five and oh in my family league, Alshon Jeffrey got hurt in that mm. Eagles game. And I wound up losing one, 151 to 145 to, uh, uh, to, Somebody who auto drafted and probably hasn't looked at their team all year. Oh. It, it makes me so sad. Who was that? Uh, my uh, uh, my cousin's husband because oh. uh, they were they were getting their house built and I texted him the night at the draft. He's like, "No, nah, I don't have time," and I don't know if he's even looked at it. So it makes me cry that I lost and he's not even trying. <laughs> is this is this like for fun or is there no uh, twenty bucks? So okay. it's a it's a it's a, you know a small buy in something for the family to keep together. Um, we lost a few, but we're we're looking to build that baby up. If we can get more next year, it's our goal for the family league. Maybe you can hop in with us next year, Vince, because Matt. Matt's always talking to us on, uh, that's my brother-in-law, he's always talking to us on Twitter and stuff, so maybe you can hop in with us. I'm with it. I know I'm, you don't like those tiny leagues, though. No, I'm cool. <laughs> well, I mean, if I if I bring in, I got to bring in somebody else to make it even, so we got we to gotta boost up to at least 10, you know, 10 teams. To 10, right. So uh, maybe I can get my wife involved because- um, Oh, that would be fun. I've been, try- I've been trying to get her involved, but she's got her own project going on right now, so she wants to focus on that, which I, I totally understand. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely down for that. The more the merrier. We'll see next year. Yeah, I play in four leagues myself and uh not doing so great right now. I'm 0-2 in the listener league right now. Shout out to everybody participating in that. We appreciate that you guys do that. And obviously, you know, you guys want to win. Uh there's Do Re Me on the line. And uh 
we're going to be putting up a poll, Kevin and I, soon as far as how we're going to do the breakdown, first, second, third, just first and second. Uh, there is a trophy involved, and we're going to be giving out a prize to the winner uh, along with the trophy, and um, we're going to have the winner come on the show. Uh, obviously, if it's Kevin and I, we're already going to be here. But uh, I'm behind the ball, 0-2. I got a tough matchup going against a 2-0 and team, Dunny Money. Rob Dunaway, one of our listeners, shout out to him. Uh, I got a tough task ahead there, and I've been trying to make a move, man. I'm one of these guys that like to make trades, and um, Kevin, he likes to build uh, through the draft and kind of set it and forget it for the most part. Yes, maybe a trade or two, but I'm not trying to – I always draft a guy with maybe with a chance of making one or two trades, but I'm not doing too too much moving unless I have no choice. If injuries come, things like that, I'll make moves, but my goal is if we're staying generally healthy, I'm sticking with the guys I brought into the game, sticking to the waiver wire, see what's there. But um, but for the most part, I am a I'm a, I'm a draft and build guy. And you're, you're two and zero oh in the listener league, right? Two and zero. Yeah. Oh, but it looks like Vince is in the weaker of the divisions here, man. Well, I, I don't know if we're really. I, that's another thing too. We kind of because we were in such a a short time frame, we didn't really discuss how we're going to do the playoff bracket. You know what I mean? If we're going to do just the top overall teams. Or if we're going to do the divisional. I prefer division, but it, I don't want to get it too far along where then it's like, you know, people are voting based on their position right now. I say, I think since we already started it, I say we just stay with divisions and then hopefully we continue to have a listener league and maybe we change it next year since we already started in that way. But that's something that we can also send out to the group and see what their opinions I are. I got you. And, and the reason we're talking about this too, guys, um, um, because if you're in a league with a commissioner, you need to know what's going on before it develops. Um, for us, we had a lot going on and, uh, you know, we had some people reach out to us about a listener league and then it kind of just, you know, uh, steamrolled and I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> right. You know, and we, we, we actually drafted, what was it? The day before the season began. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday yeah, yeah, before so the Packers and Packers. Kind of last minute, but we got to get this in place. So if you guys are listening, um, let's, let's figure it out because we don't want it to get to the point where week three is in the books and then people are, are voting based on where they are uh, record wise. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Same as, uh, first and second and stuff like that so let's get that rolling guys and 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 we say these to you people because uh, you need to know your payouts uh, in your fantasy leagues you need to know what the playoff structure is um bye weeks and stuff like that some there are some weird uh, leagues out there and and because we have 16 it, it even crossed my mind which is something i really don't want to do but it needs to be discussed there are some leagues that go until week 17 Wow. Um, See, but how do you do that, though? Because then people aren't playing. They're going to sit their players. No, you got to end on 16. But what do we do in our situation? Because we have 16 teams. That means only six teams make the playoffs. I feel like that's That's less than half the league. See you later. Okay. So that's something we might bring to a vote. Um, But we, or maybe we just have a, basically nobody has a buy. I don't know. We got to, you know, do you feel as though the, the divisional winners deserve a buy? Top six make it. Okay. Eat or be eaten. See ya. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um shout out to the people playing in the listener league right now uh, kevin and i looked at some uh of you guys rosters and uh, there's a few teams obviously um the one thing i wanted to point out kevin disagrees with me here but i think it's pretty cool i think uh three excuse me the two teams uh that got auto drafted are actually two and oh kev thinks that 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 is a, a minuscule factor uh, I believe that these guys are working the waiver wire. Obviously, no trades have been made in our league yet. Um, so shout out to my boy uh, Rob Hartenfelds and to AJ uh, McCuller. 
Uh, if I butchered your last name, AJ, my bad. Um, I'm playing the Irish Huggers this week. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, two two and O teams. Two two and O teams. I like that name too, Irish Huggers. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody that makes a team name in every league that you play in. I am a big fan of the team names. Fantasy is meant to be fun. If I got to stare at Team Schwartz all year, I get. Very angry. I actually made a rule in my league that if you don't change your name, you're going to forfeit a game. Um, I can't really do that. I won't really do that to anybody, but I'm going to start deducting points from you uh, if you don't change your team name. I don't want to see Team Steve all year. Right. So. How do you feel about? I think you defer against the team names and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. It doesn't to me. It doesn't matter either way. But any. All of my teams are derivative of Cheesehead. I see that. So melted Cheesehead, shredded Cheeseheads, green and yellow. It all's based on the Green Bay Packers, my favorite squad. So all of my names are, I, I try to always find a way. I'm like, what else can you do with cheese? And how can I mix that into my I name? So I, I have fun with it. I'm with you on that. But if you don't, it's all right. But I, I don't know. I hate it. I, I hate you people <laughs> that just leave your last name up there, especially one that I can't pronounce. Even if it's Team Smith, I can't stand that. Um, but that's just something uh, I have that's kind of funny. I keep I keep to my my theme is if I'm in a league with a bunch of people that know me, uh, first of all, the big boy league, my team name never changes. Uh, I'll be steaming Willie Beemans to the day I die. That was He was one of my favorite fictional football characters in a movie. The, uh, the greatest football movie of all time, okay. in my opinion. It was the realest look you will ever get. And this is any given Sunday. If you don't know Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz, Terrell Owens, LT, I can name uh, Jamie Foxx, the whole cast. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. And Jamie Foxx and LL Cool J got into a real fight. Oh, yeah, the shower yeah. scene. I Anybody, if you haven't seen it, and if you've seen any given Sunday, what you saw in that scene was real. And Jamie Foxx. actually squashed Jamie Fox the beef. got worked. I heard they squashed the beef uh, later down the line. I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, that well, wasn't a bad choice. On, <laughs> a good choice, but go ahead. Yeah, so that's my team name in the big boy league, Steam and Willie Beamons. It'll always be that uh, because everybody knows me, so I kind of stick to that. And I think the listener league, I'm going to keep it up too. He's a, another one of my favorite fictional movie characters. Rod Tidwell, and I am the rowdy Rod Tidwells, and uh, if you guys don't know where that's from, Jerry Maguire, another one of my favorite football movies right there, but then when I play in leagues where people that don't know me, I kind of stick to um, one player there, where, you know, uh, like in, I have Russell Wilson uh, as one of my players, so the team name is Russell and Flo. You remember that move that Rod Tidwell made in the end zone? I do. Paulo Abdul taught him to do that. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, just, like, a, like just a little movie tidbit I got. You know how you watch those movies on a certain station and they give you like tidbits about the film? Okay. I, I just happened to see it on there. I just thought I'd let you know that. Nah, I, 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 <laughs> listen, we got random fa- random facts here. Let's get it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I told Kevin this morning. I sent out three or four trade offers to people. Um, if you're a listener and you don't know, I'm a diehard Jet fan and I do not ever have players on my team inside my division that goes for buffalo bills miami dolphins or new england patriots i drafted antonio brown as an oakland raider and then he is now in new england i don't want him on my team i'm trying to get rid of him but nobody wants to make a trade with me and you know what you guys just opened up the beast here i'll tell you guys right now listener league i'm coming for you nobody wants to make trades with me that's cool i'm not a fool i don't send you guys a b for Christian McCaffrey and, and Deshaun Watson. I'm not trying to make lopsided trades here. Uh, I know what I'm doing, and uh, I think I made fair trades. The thing I hate the most about a trade is when you don't accept it, or you just leave it there. <laughs> like, K 
cancel the trip. What are you thinking, though? What if, they, what what if you don't know yet? You have two. You have a. There's a ton to think about. What are you talking? So then, about? reach out to me. Reach out to me. You, Why? You Why do I have number? to read? You sent me a trade, so and I got to say I'm mulling it over. You. Don't leave it there Yo, because all I'll y'all get tell Woods to get out of here. I will answer you when I'm ready. I got two. You sent me a trade. I got two days. I'm taking my 48 oh, hours to make gosh. my decision. You know what your answer is. And I do is. answer, Just, by the way. But yeah, if you don't, either cancel it or send a counter. <laughs> And uh, if you don't counter me, that's cool. I'm coming for you. So, uh, Rob Dunaway, you're, you're catching your first L this week. And uh, so I'm doing something I never do before. I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm actually going to start Antonio Brown this week. And he's playing my New York Jets. Now, that's that's something I, I, I usually rag on, quote-unquote, real fans. Because what am I actually rooting for? I'm rooting against my team there. But um, let's face it, Kev. My boys are going to get cooked. And uh, I'm aware of that. And I know we're going to lose, so why not get my fantasy points in the meantime? And I'm kind of just being stubborn because nobody wants to make a trade with me. Uh, I don't want to trade Antonio Brown, but I don't want a Patriot on my team, if that makes any sense. If he was on any other team, I wouldn't even be sending out offers. I'm cool with my team the way it is. So I'm going to start Antonio Brown, and when he catches uh, three touchdowns and I get like 60 points from him, I'm going to just – I might send a message to all those people that declined my trade and say, look what you guys missed on. I'm still part of the six teams that are two and zero. I'm leading the league in points, so I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about what the Rod Tilwell's there at the at the bottom of the heap are doing. You should be worried. We're staying at the top. I have. I'm only, but I'm only two points in the lead. As he was talking about, Dunny Money. His team is money. He does have the too. best team, and I think Rob has the best team in the league given his bench. Also, a lot of us have weak benches, and he does not. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he has two guys he could bring in and be starters immediately. And I don't think a lot of other teams have that in this mm-hmm. sixteen person league. Sometimes so I we'll find that be a problem though yeah i know we defer there because i don't like to make decisions as far as i don't want to make decisions on my own team i want to know who i'm starting every week and that's that and uh, when i see a bench that outperforms my starters you're going to be flip-flopping See, but I, I I disagree with that, man. I have no problem having that guy. I have it in a lot of leagues. In one league, I have Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. In another league, I have Carson Wentz and Lamar Jackson. In other league, I have Mac. I have Devontae Freeman. I have Gurley, and I have Nick Chubb. So it, to me, having a bench that looks that way that means I have firepower all over the place. I have I have backups for injuries. There's a lot of injuries that happen this week, and there's some people if if they stick with just those starters if they just go with those starters and kind of make sure that everybody on the bench is just a filling guy then what do you do if you have three starters go down i feel like i have a, a few other starters on my benches in most of my leagues not all of them but most of them i feel like i have guys who can come in and be starters for the rest of the year let me ask you a question okay if you have a lamborghini what do you do with it drive it okay you don't keep it in your garage do you uh, you don't drive your Lamborghini as much as you drive your everyday car. Okay, but you drive it though, right? Yes. Okay. If you have a good player and he's platooned on your bench, you just leave him there? Yes. Okay. Uh, there, I disagree. If well, I but, have a Lamborghini, if I, I'm going to tell you why. If another guy has a better if the other guy has a better matchup, then yeah, you're going to sit there and Absolutely, wait. until yeah. I, unless, And then if I have a girly and a guy like that who's only on limited carries can potentially have a knee, yes, I'm going to leave a backup down there, a guy who could be out there serving me up points. And that means somebody else doesn't have a good player either. I, and while I agree with what you're saying, uh, to an extent, It is good to have some options. I'm not saying deplete your bench to the point where you have nobody there, but upgrade at positions. And uh, this 
fantasy football, you got you know, listeners, you got to look at this thing like us. It is it's a stock market. You have players that go up and down. You know, one day this guy is great, the next day he's not. Or you could foresee the drop off. You know, you have to look at certain teams. Like I think I have Austin Eckler in three in three leagues. He is doing great. The minute Mel- Melvin Gordon comes back, that is he's done. Yes, the forty points, thirty five points a game, he's done. In some of my leagues, I'm looking to sell him. I personally don't believe Melvin Gordon comes back this year, but I don't want that looming over my head. Sure, I'll take the points while I could get it. And in the meantime, I'm going to try to sell him for somebody that I believe is long-term. Someone like Dalvin Cook. Okay. You know, it's going to be hard because they're pretty much one and two as far as fantasy running backs. Right. But you might be able to sell that on one bad game that Dalvin Cook might might possibly have. And here, I, I, and I mean, I'm going to... And I think Austin Eckler, he just goes from RB1 to a flex in my position. I, I would even sure. think about keeping him. He's not going to drop off the map where he doesn't produce anything. But he's but not But the 30 one. points isn't going to be there anymore. You're Agreed. looking at 12, possibly 15. And on a bad down. game, he's going to have like seven or eight. Yes, sir. Um, so I, I see that there. But... I'm going to use this for an example. I'm looking at this guy's bench. John Brown, Frank Gore, Chris Conley, and Case Keenum. And I'm I'm diving into Rob Dunaway, Dunny Money's bench. In a 16-team league, just a, as a reminder. League. He has the number five rated quarterback in Case Keenum. And John Brown and Frank Gore, who are John Brown's potentially the number one wide receiver, and Frank Gore is the starting running back, and they're sitting on his bench. In a 16-team league, you could flip those guys for an upgrade somewhere where you look at teams that don't have... There's a guy, Irish Huggers, is starting Naeem Hines at running back. That's That's not the guy he wants to start where you can insert Frank Gore there. Attack that player. When I say attack, I mean Dunny Money should be attacked. Seeing that, that this guy is starting Naeem Hines or another 2-0 team, Team Little Heart. Team Little Heart has two running backs. That's it. Two. No, when he has a bye week, he has a problem. He has Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. His next guy is Ito Smith. If he has to start Ito Smith, he is not going to be happy, and he's probably going to wind up with five points. Ito Smith has been really good so far. He, okay, but has he? He hasn't reached over seven points in a sixteen-team league. That's what that I think. That's what you just look at. That's the reality of life in in that league. But if you want to win, you got to get a guy there, and this guy has a starting running back sitting on his bench, and then you have someone like Lisa. Her starting quarterback is Derek Carr. That's a problem in my mind where you could go after Case Keenum and you know you got the fifth rated quarterback right now. He has 53 points in the last two weeks. Why not sell that guy? What is the good of him sitting on your bench to use him for one week? Depth. Okay. And, and, I am and always where, thinking about injury. This is what we're doing, people. We, you we, might we, side we with differ. Kevin. You might side with Kevin and you might side with myself, but use your brain and think about this. Let me tell you something. You think you're 2-0? You think you're doing good? You got a long way to go. We got... We got 11 games left in this season. You can, you can do that all you want, brother. I was 0-2 last year. We'll see. I had Dalvin Cook on my team last year. He played three games, and they were all at the end of the year. I still won the chip, dog. Oh, that's fine. I'm thinking outside the box. I want to know how many people that do this where you got a starting running back and a starting quarterback sitting on your bench 
and you win in your fantasy league because you want to start them one day for a bye week. I have one drafting and building. I stick to my I um, stick to my guns. You ain't convincing me at Vinny Goombots. No thanks. <laughs> I'm good. And and, Listen, and and your way works. So I'm not trashing it. I just like mine. That's I, all. I ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I like winning. Uh, so, so me too. My way works. I'm cool with that. And uh, I'm just want y'all to know. That's what we do here. Oh, oh by you the know, way, just remember, I went four and one this weekend. What'd you do, Vinny? Uh, I split two and two. Okay, I not split bad. two and not two. Bad. I'm just I, I had, I, you know, I'm not making excuses here, but I, I had Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, I had Drew Brees uh, on the same team, and I still had a shot to win because I had Lev Bell getting nine hundred targets. That, that poor guy, man. But we'll, we'll get to that. But let's let's start getting into this position let's breakdown do here. Let's start. Let's get this going. So quarterbacks. Wow. Like what? <laughs> Where do we have, start? Yeah, right, I have no clue. You got Sam Darnold, who's down, who, but he's going to be coming back. He's a short-term loss. But, but Sam was really—he's probably your second quarterback. You know what I mean? Right, right. And then we defer there too because you like to have two quarterbacks. I do. Once I'm past my bye week, I got my guy. I'm cool. I don't even roster a quarterback until I know my bye is coming up. And what I like to do is look at matchups. Who? When my guy got a bye week, let's say he's on this week seven bye. I go look at the waiver wire. It might be week five. I'm looking at the waiver wire, and I'm saying, who's got the best matchup? What quarterback has the best matchup on week seven? And I'll scoop them up. Or maybe I make a trade to acquire uh, a quarterback in that spot. And then after my, my bye week, I'm back to my guy. Okay. And, uh, and if I run into an injury, which in this this time has been rough. Right. I'll face that problem when I get there. Right. Um, but let's go through the list of guys that are hurt right now. Right. Drew Brees, six weeks. Ben Roethlisberger done, done for the year. Uh, Sam Darnold is down temporarily, like yeah. we just named. Uh, Nick Foles, which really, you know, we, we, we're obviously aware of that at this point in time. But right. if you drafted him, again, he was probably your second quarterback. If you had Eli Manning, again, second quarterback, but insert Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, he is now fantasy relevant. Depends on how many people you have in your league. The boy is accurate. So, you know, like after watching him in the preseason, I loved watching everything like that. But uh, so those are the few of the big names. But let's let's start with let's start with uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Let's see what let's see how what is your projection? I love I've loved Mason Rudolph. I think he's gonna do well. Um, you want a little bit more yardage, but he scored. There's a lot of a lot of these quarter uh, backup quarterbacks who have come in. They've been great with the pass percentage. They've gotten the yards, but they can't score. Mm-hmm. That's what separates great from average. Great from this. So when they get into that, when you get into the red zone, there's only so much space. It makes the defense's life easier. So that's how you separate good quarterbacks. And that was important to me, that going up against that Colts team, I mean, sorry, going up against that Seahawks Seahawks team, and they have a decent defense, not so great on the road, but he was able to score. He was able to keep them in a game that was only won by two points. So how do you feel about them and him as a fantasy quarterback moving forward? So, like I said, I, I, I said it in our previous episode, there's a big difference when you're inserted into the game sporadically as opposed to having a week to game plan. And I think uh, I was high on Mason Rudolph when they drafted him. I, I remember I said it in the last episode. I gave the Steelers one of those those finger points. Yes. Like, you know, you guys, <laughs> yes. you guys got it. You got something there. And one thing I always respect about the Steelers, I kind of I kind of I'm jealous of that organization because they draft well. They don't really miss on draft picks. They don't do a lot of trades unless they get a guy that just wants out. And when they do that, we spoke about this on the AFC North breakdown. Um, going through the list, and I'm just going to make it real quick. Emmanuel Sanders, Plaxico Burris, Antonio Brown. Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes. These guys were all drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers 
And then when they got cranky, those players, they sent them packing, and it was always next man up. I left out somebody, Mike Wallace. Mike yes. Wallace was a, burner. a top five wide receiver when he was playing with Pittsburgh. He went elsewhere. He played for like four different teams and never did a thing. Bum juice. Yeah, exactly. So Pittsburgh knows. And when they let these guys go, there's another guy waiting in the wing. Every time they let somebody go, Mike Wallace, did. boom, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders said, I want the Ray me. See you later, Emmanuel. Boom. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Six-round pick at yeah. that. <laughs> Antonio Brown wanted the Do-Re-Mi. Peace out. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if he's performing well right now, there's a lot going on in Pittsburgh. They draft well. So I think they hit on Rudolph. The problem I have is what is this team's identity? In the last three years, you lost arguably your best defensive player, Ryan Shazier. Obviously, terrible injury. When I saw it happen, I was like, I felt for that dude. I even told my wife. James Harrison, retired. Granted, he might have been on the decline. He was a strong force in that locker room and on the defensive side. Now, those are those, you know we're talking a few years back here, but I'm 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 spitballing to it. You don't have Lev Bell last year. You lose Antonio Brown last year. Well, this year Jesse now. James hits the road. Jesse James, a lot of You're, changes, a lot of changes, and now. Okay, that's fine. We got Juju. We got James Conner. We got Vance. We got Vance, and we have our quarterback. We have our leader, and now he's gone. James Conner's banged up. Juju's shaky. Moncrief is droppable in fantasy. He is. He got benched last week, and I was high on Moncrief. And keep an eye out for James Washington with how bummy he has been. He's got like he's been a leaky trash bag. And like the, uh, he's and the bad. only thing that that we have to hold on to James Washington is that him and Rudolph played together in college. Yes, and they connected a lot. They have a rapport there, but it didn't it didn't go so well last game. The thing is, the Steelers are a big what if, and. I think that some of their players could be rostered. If you need a quarterback, if you need a backup quarterback, or if you're in a jam, sure, take take Rudolph. But I don't know if he's a guy I want to start right away and on the road. I think that maybe two, three games from now, this team starts to gel. But it's going to be too. Is, is it too late for that team? Uh, uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think he okay. keeps them in it because think about it. The pa- the Patriots, the Steelers. You guys got to forgive me. I keep coming out with the first one first. But um, the Steelers. M- traded their first round pick, which could potentially be a high pick if they don't play so well this year to get Micah, uh, uh, Micah, Micah, Fitzpatrick. Micah Fitzpatrick from the, the Miami Dolphins. So that's letting you know they believe in Mason Rudolph. You don't trade that first round I pick agree. if you don't believe in your backup quarterback. Yeah. So, But I don't think you start. I don't think Mason Rudolph is nah. going to be your fantasy guy for you guys. We're not trying to tell you that. We just want to discuss it because there's so many backup quarterbacks. He's a possible so, bye week filler in my opinion. Uh, I, I agree. Cause for if, now. Right, because if you have a Case Keenum, uh, if you have a Case Keenum available, if you have a Kirk Cousins available, depending on what your league looks like, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo. Some of these guys are are on, especially in 12-team leagues, I've seen a lot of those names at the top of the mm-hmm. waiver wire at the quarterback position. But let's keep it moving. Teddy Bridgewater, breeze down, six weeks. What, what are your thoughts? So personally, for me... I like Teddy Bridgewater. He was a former first-round pick. He had he had a really bad injury, and now he's trying to come back. What a choice, though, because he had a chance to go to Miami. They were trying mm-hmm. to get him. He's like, nah, I'll just stay Drees's, <laughs> Drew Brees' backup. What a, what an amazing Smart. choice he made. Yeah. Smart, in my opinion, because you know you go down to Miami. You know what's going on down there. That's a rebuild year. You're going to get sacked a lot. He could potentially get hurt again. And what are you really doing for your career there, where if you sit behind Drew, first of all, you're learning from one of the best quarterbacks that ever did it he's a hall of famer in my opinion first ballot 
You have one of the best coaches there. You have weapons around you. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, just Traquan Smith, Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> there's there's young talent there and there's veterans. Why would you go someplace else? And it's not like Drew. We don't know how much, much more time Drew has. But if you stay there, you could pretty much end your career there. You know, because I don't know how old Teddy is. But he's been in the league for some time now, barring the two injuries and whatnot. But uh, he's got to be close to his 30s, maybe 28, something like that. Right. You finish out your career there because Drew's got maybe, what, a Two years at the most left? I don't know. He's got vascularity still, brother. You see him stand- when he was standing on the sideline, them veins were popping out of his arm. He takes care of his body. He eats right. He's still accurate. He still gets the ball down the field. I don't know. We are in a I don't know era for quarterbacks mm-hmm. because of what Tom Brady, what Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers is planning to play. He's like, if I can play till 45 physically, I'm going to. So we have people with brains that can push them to levels that we have never seen before. So it's hard to predict. I guess based on history, we say, well, yeah, I guess Drew Brees only has a year or two, but who the hell knows, bro? But I do think Teddy Bridgewater has a good amount of fantasy value coming into this week. He'll have a full week to prepare. I listened to Sean Payton talk about him. Sean Payton had nothing but great things to say. He's like, I think he's prepared. He's like, I, 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 he said he wasn't concerned about Teddy Bridgewater whatsoever for, for the game coming up. He seems confident. Now, he could just be spouting coach talk, but I don't think it is. He's a former first-round pick with a good arm. He's mobile, so we see what they do. And obviously, that means an uptick for Mr. Kamara when it comes, especially running out of the backfield, check downs. I think there's going to be a whole lot more running the ball. And Latavius Another big bump, but once we get to running backs, I think we'll I'll talk about him. Yeah, well, after last week, though, I'm I'm hitting the panic button on both of those Kamara and Latavius Murray. Uh, granted, you know some guys come in the game and they look like they're ready. They just pick up. Mason Rudolph looked like he didn't miss a beat when he came in. Gardner Minshew looked like he didn't miss a beat when he came in. Um, even though they were getting cooked, Luke Falk came in and looked fairly well, except for the fact that his release was was bad. And, and listen, nineteen for twenty five. Not to mention when you got Miles Garrett coming in on you, you don't have a lot of time. So that kid still, when you're inserted into the game, those guys looked okay, you know, as far as you go down the list. Teddy B didn't look all right last game. Uh, And it could be the Rams' defense. We don't know. And I'm a fan of Teddy B. um, So I defer a little bit here. There's enough weapons on this team, though. But uh, I'm worried about Kamara. I got him in one league. And if I got Latavius Murray, you know, the, the downtick and carries went down even last week, he only had like two fantasy points or something like that. But they were behind, you know, um, they were playing catch-up, so they're trying to throw the ball. He's got a tough matchup, though. Going to Seattle. Then they have Dallas Cowboys at home, divisional game versus the Buccaneers, at Jacksonville, at Chicago, and then home versus the Cardinals. Then they, week nine, they got the bye week. I could see the, the Drew Brees return um, possibly week 10, November 10th at home against the Falcons. I don't see why they would rush him out against the Cardinals. But at that point in time, you know, I think Teddy B could be able to beat them. And then you got the bye week to rest up and get ready. The Cardinals ain't no easy beat. I think they've made that real clear so far in the first two games this season, I don't think. But not, that's not even the point, though. But I believe in, in Teddy Bridgewater. I, this is the ultimate team game where you need everybody. And I believe they pick him up. Uh, I, I believe they pick up Teddy Teddy in this game. I believe the defense picks him up going into Sunday. Right now they're at they're at plus four, and I'm thinking about riding that train as far as the, the Saints are concerned. But let's see. Let's move on to the next. Cam Newton. Uh-oh. It's like uh now we know where, where the bum juice came from last week. 
on Thursday. He was he missed touchdowns. He missed open out routes. He was awful. Um, I I don't. There's no relevance to the guys behind him. I you stay away from anybody behind Cam Newton until they show us. I wouldn't even pick him up. I I, I don't I don't even think there should be a spot for those guys. But that's a big loss for Carolina. And to me, it lowers the value on McCaffrey because he's all they got. Mm-hmm. And without Cam Newton running the ball, and without Cam Newton trying to get the ball to DJ Moore, who I think showed up well, uh, Cam is making him look like less than what he actually is because Cam stinks at this point in time because he's hurt. So uh, um, Greg Greg Olson had a nice day last week, but I, I feel bad for Cam because these guys forced him to stay in these games, and, and instead of trying to get him healthy, I would have not have played him the first. And I'm, I'm a coach. I get it. My job is on the line. My job's on the line. I want the healthiest Cam Newton I can possibly mm-hmm. get. And if I have to wait maybe a week or two or maybe three or four weeks, and, and uh, may, maybe we get two and two, one and four out of that and get Cam back and we try to get hot, but that's just on me. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm the same way with you. Uh, if I was the coach, you know, I, I wouldn't even have played him. I mean, yeah, the Rams are a tough game, but I think they could have beaten the Bucks if they had a healthy quarterback in there. Rest him up. This is a long season. If you could split those two games at worst-case scenario, you're still in the game. You know, I heard a coach one time break down the season. They broke it down into four quarters. You got your first four games, your, 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 your second four games, your third four games. All you need to do is go, if you can go three and one, that's an amazing season. That's a 12 and four season. Even if you downgrade that and you go, let's say you go three and one and two, two portions of the season and then two and two, you're still looking at a good season. That's 10 and six. Right. So break it down that way. And I feel like if you split these games, the worst case scenario, you're going to Arizona with a healthier Cam Newton, or you still have. I don't know who their second string is. It's either Kyle Allen or Will Greer. I don't know the depth chart there, but um, I would assume it's Kyle Allen because uh, Will Greer is a rookie. But I don't, you know, you know who who played well, who exactly. played better. We don't know a lot of that stuff. You got to go talk to a beat writer yeah. who was at every practice during the summer. But you, you know? have one of the you have one of the best running backs in the game. You have a solid veteran tight end. And you have two explosive wide receivers in Samuels and DJ Moore. You know, figure this thing out. The defense isn't that bad. They could have made this work, but now I think they're in trouble. And they're at the point where they might have to force Cam out there to play. And if that's the case, that's not a good look. Um, If I'm a Cam Newton owner, he's staying on my bench. And I don't even know if I'm ever going to put him in because how long is this injury going to linger around? Right. I agree with the ankle. And that came from from the summer. That's why he was taking a break the whole time. But we'll see what happens with Carolina. I think that lowers the value on McCaffrey. And I'm look. I already put out feelers about what people are saying about McCaffrey. They're not coming back with much, but I, I'm looking to get rid of him in one of my leagues. I, I agree uh, 100%. And if I'm the, the Christian McCaffrey owner, I'm treading lightly. You know what I mean? Luckily, I don't have him in any of my leagues um, in that situation. Same with DJ Moore. Same with Samuels as well. Like, you know, this is a downgrade to all the players. Uh, the only one I think that has a small upside is Greg Olson because he always he's always that safety blanket for Cam. And for any new quarterback that comes in, the tight end always seems to be that safety blanket, especially this guy. He's a veteran as long as he can stay healthy, of course. Um, but, you know, with our opinions, guys, you can manufacture your own opinion. You could say to yourself, now, nah, you know what? I'm going to go buy Christian McCaffrey because that person might be in the same mindset as us where they're saying this is a downgrade for Christian McCaffrey. And you say, you know what? I'm going to go buy him because I see them using him more. I see them using DJ more and more. 
that's fine. No, that's a oxymoron. DJ more. DJ more, more and more. <laughs> Nothing you could do about more that. More often, I don't know. Double Regardless, negative, I think. But yeah. since more is not actually more, then it's, it doesn't matter. Let's keep it moving. Point is, <laughs> form your own opinion from what we're saying. Uh, do you feel like these are upgrades? We disagree. If that's the case, we, we, we're on the same path. I mean, we disagree that they're not upgrades, that they're, almost everyone's a downgrade except for Greg Olson. What do we got for the next quarterback there that's uh, showing up on the injury report? I think that's it. Aren't those all the major ones? I think Sam Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold was the only we're other guy. Somebody. We're missing somebody. Well, this one actually isn't on the injury report. Sad news for Giants fans or good news for Giants fans? Good news. You think it's good? Yeah. I feel Eli bad Manning. for Eli. Benched. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him too because I feel like uh, I'm caught in between. Do you honor the guy that's taken you to this point in 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 uh, your franchise, or do you say, you know what, it's time to pass the buck? Um, I'm on the fence there because I thought Eli would get a chance to play more, and once they realize they're out of playoff contention, that's when we would see Daniel Jones. But the other part of me says, look, they already know they're not making the playoffs. Let's get let's get this guy as much reps as possible, and let's get him in there. What's your take on the Daniel Jones insertion for the New York Giants? I choose B. Um, uh, I I don't make. I'm not a big fan of making emotional decisions, and I'm talking about in real life, like rubber to the road decisions. I am not an emotional decision maker. I understand why the Giants did what they did, especially after what he showed. If you're gonna show me that, and you're gonna be on the money like dropping dimes, like you know, they didn't they somebody call him Daniel Dimes or something like that. Wow. I saw it online or something like that. But the kid does drop them. You have to put him in. Uh, it kind of stinks for him. I if I was them, I would have waited until Golden got back. But he does have Sterling back this week. It looks like Sterling Shepard was allowed to practice yesterday without contact. So he should be on his way back into the game. He's going to have Saquon. He still has Evan Ingram. We'll see what happens with Latimer. He's still working on his injury. But I, I might have waited till Golden came back. But I think they want to see if they can salvage something with him. If they see if they can make a run within this division. I don't think that's the reality. I hope he proves me wrong. After what the reaction that these Giants fans had to this guy after he got drafted, I want him to shove it in all of those fans' face, and I really hope he does well. Um, I agree. Uh, I I was high on Daniel Jones beforehand. I told a lot of Giants fans. I've been saying that for uh, you said it a while ago. A while ago in the summer. I think uh, this kid's going to show you guys you did all right with the pick. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time to morph, but get him the reps. Fantasy relevance, I think, is none. Uh, maybe if he performs well this week uh, in Tampa, you might pick him up for a possible, you know, second string quarterback on your fantasy rosters. But I don't see anything right now. It's a wait and see for me. Um, I think that's pretty much it with quarterbacks. Uh, we're, we were talking really as far as like how many uh, backup quarterbacks are in right now. It's kind of crazy that it's week two and you know some teams are exactly. on their backup. And being a Jet fan, uh, I'm on on our third string quarterback right now. So um, what's about five teams and t- five yeah. teams like you got the Saints, you have Pittsburgh, you have Jacksonville. A lot of these teams have playoff aspirations and they had what it ne- had what it takes. But when the queen on the board is taken away, it's very difficult to win those matches. <laughs> Last uh, quarterback thing. Do you see any changes on any other teams moving forward uh, in in the future? Aside from the Miami Dolphins, who we know it's going to happen at some point in time. Mariotis is questionable. If he does not play 
and Ryan Tannehill has a come in has a chance to come into one of these games and show what he's made of, I think Mariota might have a problem. He's very inconsistent. I think ta- there was a it, there was a time during the preseason where I told you Mariota was diving into the end zone like in a preseason game. Like, what are you doing, bro? You're the starter, uh, and I think that's because he felt some pressure from Tannehill in camp. That's the only other thing I can see changing. I think that could be a big deal if he comes in and plays well and Mariota can't. I disagree with you 1,000 million percent. I think Ryan Tannehill is bum juice. Okay. Um, The Dolphins got rid of him because of that. He was a wide receiver in college, and there was one year that he had his best statistical year. I dove into it, and uh, he had the most short yardage passes of any quarterback that year. I don't remember the year, but I do remember making a bet the the following year uh, with one of our listeners. It wasn't, wasn't Adam Gase's coach? No, Adam Gates was not the okay. coach. Um, I don't even. I think but that's it was, what he's famous for. Yeah, I, I don't know who the coach was. Uh, but they've had so many down there. I don't know. Regardless, the following year, so we're talking maybe this was like four years ago, give or take. I made a bet with uh, one of our listeners, Reggie, that Geno Smith would have better numbers than Tannehill the following year. Unfortunately, I lost the wager because Geno wound up getting hurt that year, which killed his numbers and that wasn't uh discussed in the wager regardless i don't believe in ryan Tannehill. there's a reason why he's a backup quarterback and uh he might come in and play sure but tennessee mariota is always hurt uh the only other i'm not gonna spend much time on that but the only other thing i could kind of see is uh maybe down the line if denver doesn't get it together uh they pull flacco to get drew lock involved and uh the other other guy I would say is Dwayne Haskins for the Redskins, but Keenum's playing great. It's just that the record doesn't show. And I think Case Keenum's got a raw deal wherever he went. And if the Skins don't get it together, which I don't think they will, they're going to say, all right, let's see what we got in this kid. And there goes Case Keenum, and, and he's just performing well. I think Case Keenum gets a raw deal no matter where he goes. Um, I'm not going to stew too much on it. You got anything else with quarterbacks? No, I'm good. Running backs. What do we got going on here? What's up with your boy, Joe Mixon? Uh, Joe Mixon, he's fine. He's not even on the questionable list this week. So this is some of the questionable backs going into Sunday. You have James Conner. You have Josh Jacobs, Damian Williams, Devin Singletary, and LaShawn McCoy. Everybody else seems to be uh, pretty healthy and going on that. Who do you like for some of these matchups this week? So if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs owner, I'm a little worried because you got your starting running back and then potentially the backup or the guy that spells him, LaShawn McCoy. Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, both questionable. LaShawn McCoy is always going to be questionable. He's old, and he's always. I just remember all his games in Buffalo, even with the Philly Eagles. Like the guy's always questionable, but he finds a way to play. But that's not somebody I want. I don't want a guy that's always going to be playing banged up, especially late in his career. Um, Damian Williams questionable as well. Uh, I don't roster any Kansas City Chiefs running backs because I was afraid of what's going to happen there. Uh, they have the young boy that they drafted. Darwin Thompson, he might be inserted into this lineup somehow. So that that's just a running backfield I don't want no parts of. James Conner, they say he's going to play. Um, how much will he play? Do you roster Jalen Samuels? Do you roster Benny Snell Jr.? I'm not really sure um, 
what to do in that backfield. What's your take on that? Um, no. If you have James Conner, yes. If you have James Conner, you have zero choice unless you drafted well. There's some leagues where I have three and four running backs, so I wouldn't have to pick up his filler unless I just wanted to and have him on my bench. But um, I, 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 that's what this is why you. This is why I try to keep a, a healthy bench and try to keep even if I have to pick a match. So when a James Conner goes down and I've put in, I've built in some some. Um, safety with having Todd Gurley because I know he may be one of those guys. But if you have James Conner, you draft those guys. You have, I mean, draft them. You pick them up off of waivers. That's it. You have no choice. Devin Singletary, hamstring injury. Um, I saw it go down. One of those ones where the guy's running and then boop, he just pulls up. It's the worst. Hamstring is the worst. That's going to be a lingering problem. The hamstring never goes away. I remember countless players that had hamstring injuries. One of the guys that wound up, he wound up retiring just because of the injury was Eric Decker, wide receiver. He played for the Jets, played for the Broncos, wound up going to Tennessee. He had hamstring issues for the, the latter end of his career. There's a lot of guys, especially the running back position. He's going to be in and out of the lineup all year long. Um, if you're the Frank Gore owner, put that guy in your starting lineup. He's going to get the carries. They're, they're playing Cincinnati. Their defense is Swiss cheese. Running backs have been able to eat them alive. Last week for the San Francisco 49ers, that all had good fantasy games. Jeff Wilson Jr. had two touchdowns. Mozart had a touchdown. And Breida rushed for over 100 yards. The week prior, the Seattle Seahawks, Chris Carson, ate them alive. He did. Start Frank Gore. Get him in your lineup. And if there's a guy that doesn't have him, try to trade for him. DFS, Frank Gore, start him. There's no reason not to. Singletary, I don't think he plays. And even if he does, he's not going to be efficient. You might even want to look towards TJ Yeldon because I think that's the time that now they're going to get this guy playing, especially if Singletary doesn't play. Um, Agreed. Um, uh, the the top ten running backs. You're starting all of those guys. Aaron Jones is right on the outside at 11. Then Fournette, Gurley at 13. Um, there are some. I think Marlon Mack has it. He's the 17th ranked running back going into Sunday. I think he's gonna have a nice day versus Atlanta. I'm still going back and forth whether I start it, start uh, Devonte Freeman versus the Colts or do I start Mack versus Atlanta. I'm leaning towards Mack at this point in time. So I think he's a good start this week. I think Mark Ingram's gonna have a really nice day. Because I think that Baltimore is going to try to be a bully. And I think they're going to try to bully around this defense on offense. So I think that lends for a nice big day for Mark Ingram. Uh, I also like... Chris Thompson moving forward because I think there's gonna they're not gonna be able to run the ball and they're gonna have to be in check down city in Washington and I think he's gonna have a lot of catches going into this week so that's my overview for running backs what else you got Vince I just want to piggyback on your Christian Thompson okay yeah I'm a hundred percent in agreements with that even though this week mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough yeah it's gonna be rough they got the Bears yeah. coming into Washington um. And they're coming in from Denver. Usually a fade spot. I like to. Uh, I don't like playing uh, teams coming off of a Denver game. That altitude kind of messes with you a little bit. Uh, so just something to be weary of there. But if I have Christian Thompson and or Adrian Peterson, I don't. Unless I'm in a terrible, terrible jam and I don't have another running back, uh, I'm not starting them this week against the Chicago Bears. Uh, but let's get to wide receivers. Um, any key injuries? We're starting off Alshon Jeffrey. They're saying he could miss anywhere between two to four weeks. Not something you want to hear. Um, if you have DJX and he plays, he has a groin injury. We're still waiting on that. We don't know. Monitor it. But if 
Djax plays, he is immediately a number one wide receiver. He's doubtful, so he's not playing this okay. weekend. They don't they don't believe he's going to be playing in this game. So Nelson Aguilar, yeah. he is going to be money time this week. Him, and then you also have um, you also have Zach Ertz, who's going to have a good day. I know that's at tight end, but we're talking about the team. So we're talking about we're talking about guys who are catching the ball, right? So he, right. he he's he's up he's in that discussion. Continue, my bad. Uh, uh, no problem, no problem. So uh, I, I think Nelson Aguilar is going to be that guy with Alshon Jeffrey and D-Jax gone out of the game. Who are some of the other Eagles receivers? J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and uh, Mac Hollins. Um, these guys might be thrown into the mix. We're not, you know, we don't know yet. And um, it's something you want to monitor. Also, Dallas Goddard, their number two tight end. Uh, they drafted this guy really to steal him away from the Dallas Cowboys, who the year prior had the Jason Witten announcement of retirement. The year prior, being that Jason Witten's old age, they assumed he would retire at some point. And uh, from what I read, Eagles drafted him really just to, uh, I'd say like a chess move, to block the Cowboys from drafting this guy because they knew how good he is. And uh, if he plays, he's questionable as well. But if he plays, he's another guy you could start and put them into your flex, or if you right now, uh, the tight end landscape is real sketchy. We it's always been like this for the last couple of years. You got your top tier, your middle tier, and there is a complete drop off after that. And one of those middle tier guys is OJ Howard. If you have him, you're you're not happy with that. If you have Eric Ebron, you're not happy with that. So this could be a guy if played, you could put him in your tight end spot, or if you're in a real jam, in your flex. That's Dallas Goddard. Um, and in the NFC East breakdown that we had this summer, Dallas Goddard and the Eagles, the Eagles ran the most double tight out of anybody in the league last year with 255 plays with two tight ends on the field. So they can just immediately go down to that and run the whole game out of it and be fine. Rely on their running backs, rely on getting the ball to Zach Ertz and... and Dallas Goddard, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Yes, who I was looking for. <laughs> and, look, so, and, look, and even look for the... Eagles running backs. Darren Sproles might get some work in this game out of the backfield. I know um, Jordan Howard isn't the pass-catching running back, but they are high on Miles Sanders catching the ball out of the backfield. So think more outside the box here, people. That means they're going to run the rock with Howard, and you might get some more pass-catching attempts from Sanders and Sproles. Um so for me, out you obviously anytime you're gonna hear this, I'm gonna tell you to start your top ten guys. If they're a top ten at any position, I'm starting my guys, regardless of difficult matchup, all those kind of things. But outside of that, you must start the Tampa Bay receivers. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're taking on the Giants, who have a, a defense that's rough. They have a rookie starting as starting the game. So there's a lot going on there. You also have Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen who are taking on Oakland. They're going to be able to put up some points there. Guys who I'm a little iffy on right now, Tyler Boyd, John Ross the third from the Bengals. I would be a little bit nervous about those guys because they're taking on Buffalo. I believe in their defense. Great secondary. A very good secondary, good defense, period. So, uh, And I also love Marquise Brown going up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I'm starting them in any league that I can. And that's my view on the receivers. How about you? Uh, so there's a couple guys left with questionable Tyrell Williams of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, don't know his status yet. Um, they're saying that he has a hip injury, but he intends to play Sunday. Something you want to monitor. If he doesn't play, your boy, Darren Waller, gets an 
uptick in my opinion and you might want to pick up one of those other guys there i think they got ryan grant hunter renfro even Jalen ricard um might get some more work out of the backfield because josh jacobs is questionable as well you guys got to keep your eye on the injuries sterling shepherd is going to play from what i'm reading for the most part then you have the jacksonville wide receiver core they play tomorrow so you don't have a lot of time here you're going to have to monitor that i don't like necessarily playing a guy thursday night if he's questionable because if he doesn't perform well or if the injury flares up you're going to look at a guy with three points and then you're stuck with that for the rest of the week um i'll take my chances and put those guys on the bench chris conley is questionable dj chark is questionable and uh D.D. Westbrook, he ain't hurt, but he's questionable. Yes, I agree. And, as and I have him, so yeah. he's a starter in our 16-team league, and I'm a little scared of that, So, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to ride with him because there's not much else better going on in that league, so we'll see what happens. I don't really have much else for uh, questionable wide receivers. Uh, anybody else that's questionable, they're kind of questionable as far as uh, being played anyway. <laughs> Moving along to the tight end position, this is where the herd thins, so to say. What do we got? going on for tight ends this week well you start all of your top 10 guys i'll continue to say that but it looks like ninjoku's questionable he had he took a really hard tumble in that monday night he game he landed right on the shoulder and neck area with his head there so he was out with a concussion jordan reed is always questionable mm-hmm. like vince always says and dallas goddard's actually questionable but we'll see he was questionable last week but he wound up playing uh by the way, Goddard, day-to-day with a calf injury, something you want to monitor. Good thing, obviously, he plays Sunday, so keep your eye on that. Like I said, I think Goddard would be a very good add if he plays, and it also depends on Alshon and DJX, who both mo- most likely won't play. Continue, my apologies. No, no need to apologize, man. Outside of the top 10 tight ends, I hate every single one of them. It's so <laughs> It's rough out there, y'all. It really is rough out there. Yo, outside the top 10, uh, you have Austin Hooper, who's always available, but there's so many weapons in Atlanta. It's like, what do I do? I do like TJ Hawkinson. I, he's somebody that I would continue to ride his stock out. I would keep him in. I think he, he is going to be up and down. He is a rookie, but he shows the the skills of a number one tight end here, not, and not too far into the future. He's taking on Philadelphia. They have a really good front seven, and they have good safeties, and that's who he'll be dealing with most. So I do think that that gives him a down tick that he's taking those guys on. Jimmy Graham is hard to know he had he had a nice game in the first game with a touchdown but then he follows up with a nice Dunkin Donut as Vince likes to say after that Jason Winton is probably the best one going up against Miami he's he's going to get you four catches going to get you 25 yards and a whole lot of goal line throws because Dak loves him down there with it when they're within the 10 yard line so that's my view on tight ends other than that peeps it's hard out there (laughs) tight end is always tough um, some guys uh, that, that names stick out to me a little bit. Another guy out there I like to refer to him as Benjamin Button. He's old, <laughs> but he plays like a young guy. Yes. Vernon Davis. Oh, okay. Somebody you want to keep your eye on. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. But the thing I like about Vernon is he plays Monday night. If you're in a jam and you're a guy, you, you can have a game plan going into Sunday. Let's say you have two questionable tight ends or, or so on and so forth. You might want to have that guy stashed on your bench and if you need those monday night points to come out of the hole or you're only winning by a few Vern might get you them uh he also might wind up with what he did last week with only five points but i think Vern is good for at least two three receptions he is touchdown dependent however if he scores a touchdown he could win you your game if he doesn't you might be in trouble but he's someone to keep your eye on and then someone else hasn't emerged yet but uh virgil green 
he's only has two receptions in two games, but they don't have another. They don't. He's their only option at tight end there. They have a slew of other options though. You know, Williams, Allen, Eckler at the backfield, Jackson. But the tight end landscape is thin. I'm not saying that this guy is startable, but he's someone you might want to watch. That closes it out for me with tight ends. I'm good. Defense. Anyone uh, that sticks out to you there this week, someone you think that you might want to start that might not be rostered or someone, uh, I say someone, a team that you think uh, has some uh, value? Obviously, the Cowboys, the Patriots, they're playing the uh, the they're, Patriots are playing the Jets, the Cowboys are playing The Patriots Miami. are easily the, the number, those are the t- number one and two starting defenses. If they're on the waiver wire, please let me know what, what league you're in because I want to be involved in that. And then for me, I just so you know my general state of mind, I am a long-term stock in defense. I don't do the match and play. I draft you. I keep you. I did draft Baltimore for the first two games of the season, and then I let them go. And I know, I guess people weren't listening, but I was able to pick up my Packers uh, from from in, in my Bushkill uh, Bush League. So I just wanted to say that I like to stick with one defense. I don't do a lot of mix and matching as far as that's concerned. But the Bills are always going to be a good one. The Titans are always going to be a good one. The Vikings, the Packers, these are all, I'm naming top 10 teams outside of the top 10. I do... Uh, I guess it depends on how you feel about Detroit. They only put up 13 points last week. Um, they also took on the Chargers, who have a good defense. So they are taking on the Eagles. So the Eagles could be a nice choice for you outside of the top 10. You also have, actually, outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, there is not a lot of goodness down there. I, I don't, you know what? Maybe the Redskins, because of how inept Chicago has looked and how Mitch Bum has looked. Uh, Their defense right now, though, uh, although we were high on them for fantasy relevance, two games in a row with negative three points. So I agree with you there, but that's that's a dice roll. It's definitely a dice roll. I would only say that based on the quarterback that they have there in Chicago. But Chicago overall has a good a good team. It's going to be a rough one on defense outside of that top ten. Maybe actually, you know what I'll say, Arizona. Could be a good one for this week. If Cam Newton's not going to play, Arizona held, held Jackson to 23 points last week. And the only reason why they lost that game is because Kyler Murray was in the red zone three times within the five-yard line, and they kick field goals every time. If not, Kyler Murray's off. Everybody's talking about him, how good of a quarterback he is, and they stayed in that game because their defense refused to give up massive plays to Jackson in that defense, in that offense. So that's really all I got for defenses, man. Yeah, there's not much there. Um I'll tell you one that might be a good spot start if you have a defense that might be playing a high-powered offense. Uh, I like the Buccaneers' defense this week. They're playing Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback. Although I'm high on Daniel Jones, this is his first start. It's going to be on the road down there in Florida. Still a little humid down there. Um, I like the Buccaneers for a spot start this week. You know, they have a defensive head coach. And they have a defense, a good defensive coordinator in my former boy, Todd Bowles, down there. And then, listen. No homerism here, but I, I I think Kevin will back me up on this. The New York Jets defense, and I say this, they have a very scary next few games. At New England, bye week, at Philly, Cowboys, and then home against the Patriots. So this defense is going to be forgotten about. But Kevin, why don't you point out what you were impressed with on Monday Night Football from this defense? They were flying around. They had energy. They were very good. Actually, even for your stretch that you have coming up with all those teams, if your Jets team was healthy, 
I wouldn't feel I would feel comfortable with them. We're, the Jets are missing four defensive starters. One who was lost in the beginning of preseason. Williamson, Avery so Williamson. that you know you could kind of uh, eliminate him, but one from suspension and two from injury. Who one our, our first round pick? Quentin Williams, our highest rated free agent, C.J. Mosley. Yes, and then one of our other linebackers, D.J. Copeland, who was suspended for the first four games. Right. These guys are going to come back, and after they come back, and after this defense has forgotten about. Let me give you the stretch of the teams that they play. Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, Washington Redskins, Oakland Raiders, Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins. Oh, they're going to feast. Okay, so this is a team you might want to roster after they get smoked by the Patriots again. There's, everybody's going to be forgetting about this team, and then they got a real nice stretch going against some bad. Sam will be back. Hopefully, yeah. Le'Veon stays healthy during this stretch. Where they're going to ride him unbelievably. I'm scared for him actually. Just and you might his- get listen. People think ahead of time. You might get a a little Washington Redskins there. That you might get Dwayne Haskins' first game because at that point in time, what's going to be happening in Washington? How many wins are they going to have? You know, yeah, we know Case Keenum's performing well, but the, that 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 core is going to get pulled at some point this season. So look ahead to that. Those are all I got for defenses, and that's what we have for our matchup and fantasy frenzy. We're going to be right back with with it or against it for this week. We are back. You're listening to the First Pick Podcast Fantasy Frenzy Edition. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombots. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Vinny Goombots, V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And you can find the First Pick Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook at the First Pick Pod. Big Kev, where could they find you? Where could they listen to us at? At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podcoin, and the big dog, Apple iTunes. Rate, review, share as often. I already saw a few shares this morning from episode 12, so I appreciate you guys out there. But let's get it. Let's not waste any time with it or against it. First up, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. He's going up against the Atlanta defense this week. They have uh, they gave up 170 yards in the first week to Dalvin Cook. They did have a better week in the second week of the uh, in the second week of the NFL. But I do think Marlon Mack comes out has a big day first versus Atlanta. They're going to lean on him. The Colts have a nice home game. Marlon Mack, I'm with it. My first with it is going to be a little duo, a little going off beaten path here. But I'm going with. Randall Cobb, Devin Smith. These two guys are going to get a lot of playing time. There's no Michael Gallup. They're going to be blowing out the Miami Dolphins. That means Amari Cooper is going to be sitting on the bench in the third or the fourth quarter, and they're going to be trying to get some more reps for Devin Smith and Randall Cobb. I'm with these boys. Start both of them. I don't care if Devin Smith came out of nowhere. If you're in a spot, you need a wide receiver spot start. Both of these guys, double-digit points. Devin Smith, Randall Cobb, I'm with it. Next up, Tampa Bay receivers taking on the New York Giants. They have a young defense. They do have a few veterans mixed in there, but I think they're going to be giving up some points this weekend to Jameis Winston and his team. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, start both of them. I think they both get off because Mike Evans hasn't had a big day yet. Godwin has been getting a lot of one-on-ones because of who Evans is, but at the end of the day, I think they get after it. I think they put up at least 28 points. Tampa Bay receivers, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, I'm with it. Going down to Arizona. No Cam Newton. We don't know. But I know who is going to be there. 
Greg Olson. Greg Olson going up against the 31st rated defense against the tight end. There's only 32 teams in the NFL, y'all. That means there's only one team worse. I don't care who the quarterback is. Kevin could be the quarterback. I could be the quarterback. You could be the quarterback. No matter what, Greg Olson, I'm with it. This week, I think Josh Allen. He is high on my list. He's taking on the Bengals. The Bengals have been a sieve so far this year uh, with Andy Dalton having to throw 3,000 times to try to keep these guys in games. And last week, they certainly were not in that game. But this week, I think Josh Allen comes out. He gets those legs rolling. He gets that arm rolling. This is their first home game. You have... The Bengals coming in, it's going to be a tough day for their defense, especially with the offense having to deal with the Buffalo defense. Josh Allen, I'm with it. Going to Philadelphia, and I ain't talking about the Eagles. I'm talking about my boy, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's going up against the 31st rated defense against the pass. Again, it's only 32 teams in the league, y'all. <laughs> that means only one team worse. Matty Ice had a really bad game against these Eagles last week and still got the dub. Still was throwing touchdowns. Matt Stafford's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Let's not forget, the Detroit Lions haven't lost a game. Okay, they got a tie and a win. This team is fighting. This, this guy's got options. TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., Danny Amendola. There's a lot of weapons there. I don't like what's going on on the defensive side of the Eagles. Matt Stafford, I'm with it. Wow. That is a, that is a, wow. That's a big one. I'm surprised by that, but I like it. I can't wait to see how that turns out for at Vinny Goombots. But let's hit up those against it. Baker Mayfield taking on the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. Baker Mayfield, without those two big throws that he had to Odell Beckham, he was pretty iffy on that completion percentage and on making plays down the field. I actually have him as a starter. I'm going with Kyler Murray over Baker Mayfield this week. I think he has a tough day versus that Rams defense. I think they get after him in, in the uh, from the defensive line. Baker Mayfield, I'm against it. I'm going to throw you guys a little stat first. And then once I give you guys a stat, you might say, well, then why are you against it? And I'm going to tell you why. You know what? You know when you got that new shiny toy, everybody's playing with it, they like it, they say, oh, wow, this is, this is nice. Terry McLaurin became the first rookie since Calvin Johnson in 2007 with 60-plus yards and a, and a touchdown in the, each of his first two games. Got that from Field Yates. So you say, why are you putting that in your against it? Because he's going up against one of the best defenses in the league of the Chicago Bears. Terry McLaurin, everybody's all over this kid. He's the new shiny toy. It's going to stop playing a real defense. This team's got an extra day to prepare. Terry McLaurin, I'm against it. Next up, Leonard Fournette taking on the Tennessee Titans tomorrow and Thursday night football. I think he's going to have a really rough day. You have Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew at quarterback. They're going to focus all of their power on Leonard Fournette because the only way the Jags have a chance of getting this game going is by getting Leonard Fournette going, and I don't believe the Tennessee Titans will allow that to happen. I think he has a tough day. Leonard Fournette, I'm against it. Nobody circles the wagon <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. And one person that ain't going to be circling the wagon is Joe Mixon. Two weeks in a row, this guy's banged up. The Cincinnati Bengals offensive line looks like Swiss cheese. And you got bum juice on there. You even got trash bags on there. This offensive line is bad news. They're going home to Buffalo. First game 
home, home opener. This team technically hasn't even left the state of New York, technically, because they went to Jersey. They're well-rested. Mixon's not going to have a good game up there in Buffalo. Joe Mixon, I'm against it. Next up, the whole Denver backfield. I believe, and this is easily a homer pick, I just think the Packers are angled at making sure that the running back does not run, except for that nice run that Delvin Cook had last week. But they are good at making sure they stop the run and making sure they force the quarterback to be a quarterback. And when Joe Flacco has to be a quarterback, things don't work out too well. It's only happened well one time for the guy. I don't think it happens for them on Sunday. I don't think it happens for Philip Lindsay and... Royce Freeman? And Royce Freeman in the backfield. I'm against the Denver backfield. Well, Kevin went with the homer pick, and I'm going to go with the homer pick too. Although mine, I'm not going to be too excited to say it. If you have anyone on my New York football jets, oh boy, I'm against it. Ooh. Except Le'Veon Bell, which means really there's only two guys. If you got Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder, these guys aren't going to get involved a lot in the game. The Jets are going up against the New England Patriots, who are rated eighth against the past. Don't forget, third-string quarterback Luke Falk is in the game. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, it's not looking good for them boys. Going to be a lot of checks down, a lot of checkdowns to Le'Veon Bell. Anyone on the New York Jets offense except for Le'Veon Bell, I'm against it. That wraps up with it against it. That wraps up the fantasy frenzy. That wraps up this nice little special episode we have for you guys. Please follow, rate, review, share. Let us know what you're thinking about the podcast. Have a good weekend. We hope you win your games. Uh, before we leave, I have to do my honorable mention of against it oh. every week. It's my, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Every okay. week. I'm going to throw it in there. Okay. You know what's coming, right? Oh, the Miami <laughs> Do not start anyone on this team. Any side of the ball, there's no relevance there. That's going to be my weekly disclaimer for you guys out there. Uh, but Kevin said it, all, Kevin said it best. Um, hopefully you guys liked our fantasy frenzy episode we appreciate the follows the listens everything there um share like review leave reviews excuse me uh we got 21 reviews on uh apple itunes by the way all five stars oh so shout out to anyone that uh left those 20 reviews because one of them is me of course i'm gonna rate myself five stars (laughs) my mom put one on okay so that's that's 19 (laughs) but we appreciate you 19 people we need more of those thank you guys for tuning in to the first pick podcast fantasy frenzy episode hopefully you guys do good this week in fantasy 